Hey, Pastor Freddie T here. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you're staying cool out there. Uh, it is hot. It is summertime. Uh, and we've got JV back on the podcast today. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. We have a good time, as always. And uh, I think it'll be edifying as we reflect upon all that's going on at Real Life uh, Church. Friends, love you. Enjoy the podcast. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, JV! What's up? JV, man? you are back! Two weeks out of the, out of the chair. In the flesh! Miss my gold chair. <laughs> did Timmy sit uh, in this chair? Or did he sit in the other chair? He sat right. He he held your chair down. Um, he it is it. so good to have you back. Yeah, you know, it just you know, it's always good to get away, and but you just never know. I thought maybe Timmy would be here today. Uh-uh, no, uh-uh. I missed him. Uh, yeah, I missed him too. Oh, Tim, Timmy. Tim, Tim, Tim. Hey, uh, J- Jonathan. This yes. is it's so good to take a break. Because the podcast listeners have been revolting. Oh, I don't believe that. No, no. Text no, I don't after text it. after nah, text, nah, text. Bring JV back. I don't believe it. Don't, no, no, I'm serious. Don't see it. Didn't Bring think JV it. back. I had I had two people approach me on Sunday and said, "Listen, if we have to do if we have to do a paid subscription to the podcast <laughs> to have JV back, we'll do." Would it. you stop? Stop. Okay. None of that was true. I know it wasn't true. Oh, I listened to uh, listened to them, and I thought y'all did a spectacular job. Well, hey, you turned 50. 5-0 on Thursday last week. What was the best birthday gift you got? The wheelchair that you brought me? Yes. But it was only on loan, so it doesn't really a gift. I brought guess you, you a wheelchair, some black balloons, 50 years old. How does it feel to be a half a century? Uh, about five days older than it did the day before <laughs> I did that. Did Have you had any moments? Well, so it's so funny because... You know, they've got these big blow-up numbers. Right. Balloon numbers. And so they <laughs> yes, got one they at least three, four foot tall, a five, and a zero. And if you know, if you turn that five upside down and yes. turn it around, it looks like a two. Okay. I, I don't remember my 20th birthday. Oh. Don't remember it. I, I don't remember. Barely birthday. remember my 21st. But my 20th, I don't remember. And and to think now that I'm really 50, I know some are listening to that, and they're like, oh, Lord, you've got so many years to go uh some don't even remember their 50th birthday uh talked to a 94 year old lady on the phone today but um gosh you know when you see the number five yeah that's just old yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Really daniel, daniel dj daniel cox has been seeing the number five for seven years <laughs> I guess you just get used to it, don't he you? Must feel, he must feel really old. <laughs> so I'm over it now. I don't know. I just, I, you know, as we've talked, not to make this just like this doom, doom, doom. You know, my brother Dude. died at 49. Oh, and yeah, so it was, you know, my yes. Wally mother brother texted me, happy birthday. Yes. And, and so I guess since he died uh, nine years ago, yes. he's nine years ago, yes. I, I just always wanted to get to 50 because he did he never did. Just to feel like, okay, yes. like I can breathe. As and... if I die the next day, it would be any better. But, right. but right. yeah, no, yeah. I always had that weight that, you know, he, he died less than a month before he was wow. 50. And, wow. and just so, you know, because he's your older brother. So yes. You kind of live your longevity to his longevity maybe yes. in a while. But anyway, no, I'm glad it's over. I tell you, Thursday, I appreciate everybody that brought gifts and wheelchairs and, well, Facebook messages, but I'm so glad Friday the 17th came. 
my I think my favorite part was we sent the interns over, <laughs> yeah. and uh, which one of them was tie, my, was Riley? My, that's my name. That's right. That's right. To tie some black balloons on your car. Mm-hmm. Well, they went the extra mile and got a big five and a big zero, and uh-huh. they and they tried to tie it mm-hmm. on your car in the five before they could tie it on there. It it flew up in the air. It was gone. So you've never been to my office before, which most of you have not, and you're not necessarily invited, but you could if you wanted to. I have like a TV that has cameras, and I just got one installed about a month ago for the outside. And listen, it's Pavlovian dog. As soon as I see something move, I'm looking over at my TV all the time. Who's outside? Who's in my conference room? Never saw it. And Rachel's coming in with the kids, and it's like they're pointing at the thing, like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, what's ha, ha, ha? Can't you see the balloons? I was like, no, what balloons? So then we replayed it back, and there it was. And you saw it. all. You had it all on video. Oh, yeah. There, She tied it on the handle, the big five, and then two seconds later, it's floating into the atmosphere. My favorite part <laughs> is that then you now come out to your car, and there's a zero on it. <laughs> like... JV. Uh, it's in my trunk You're still, a by zero. the way. <laughs> I put it in my trunk to get home. I don't know why I didn't pop You're it. You're not a zero. Uh, we, you are loved. Uh, you are cherished. You are treasured. Hey, how was your time How was your time away? It was good. It was very relaxing. We had a good time. Uh, you looked so refreshed when I saw you on yeah, your birthday. Yeah. You did. Put some things in perspective. It'll take me about a week to get back in the grind to sure. realize that you'll never get out of the grind again. Right. But, uh Come back Tuesday of last week is when I got back to the office, and it was a mess. Was yeah. Not a mess. It was, I think it was fine. It, it, was, just, it was work in a fallen world. Just work world. and work and work and work and work. Work in work. a fallen world by the sweat of our brow. You know, Sabbath is what I'll be teaching here in July, the toil for six days. And we have the Shabbat, the Sabbath. It, it really hit me last Tuesday about the toil of the six days. All right, uh, so summer study. You can text MISSION to 97000 right now. And sign up for a summer study, JV. You're teaching on the Sabbath. Wednesday you're totally nights. fired up about it. I, I mean, I haven't been more fired up about uh, any teaching series I've ever done. Come on, people, sign up. Oh, yes. Bring mm-hmm. your mama, bring your aunt, bring your grandmama. Sign up for JV's summer it's study. Life, it's it's be been life changing for me in the last month or so. Sunday was Father's Day. How was your Father's Day? Fine. How was yours, dude? I, so I ducked out as soon as church was over. Yes. Uh, to drive up to Jack's baseball game in Nashville, and I got there in time to see him mash a triple. Stand up triple, his third triple of the summer. You said who, he, who said, hits triples? He said he hit a home run last week before. Didn't yeah, he? he did. Yeah. yeah, I asked him. I Kids said, Jack, is that fire. one of those like I used to? I just ran <laughs> real fast. It's like hit the fence and they bobbled it twice. I had it. No. What do they call those in the park home he runs? Hit it over the fence. Yeah, yeah, I never hit a home I run. I never did in my life. Um, so no, we had a great Father's Day. It was great. Hung out with family when we got back and love the Facebook caption of your dad. Oh yeah, you. it was funny. Yeah, yeah. If you don't fo- if you don't follow my page on Facebook, Freddie T. Wyatt, follow it. And uh, there's like two or three posts deep now. There's a funny. Uh, t- uh, there's a picture of me and my dad at church on Sunday with his sunglasses on. He has his sunglasses on inside, and I gave like caption this like four captions of what he's saying, and it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. And anybody that knows my dad thought it was pretty funny. You know? It was very very funny. He's he's so great. Um. So we're gonna hit. Not right the second. We are going to hit the sermon. I'm really excited about talking about Philippians 1. Oh, no. We did, <laughs> we did 1 Corinthians 16. We'll hit that in a second. Uh, what else? I was out Sunday, for two- Sunday was Juneteenth. It Monday was, was Juneteenth. Ju- Monday was Juneteenth. We mentioned, Monday, it, that's right. mentioned it Sunday. Monday, June 19th. I mean, Sunday, June 19th was Juneteenth. Um, I guess I, I got introduced this to a few years ago, but Rachel and I went to Chattanooga. Two years ago, this would be June of COVID 2020, 
and we stayed at a place in Chattanooga right on the river where this unfortunate incident occurred. And I, I don't want to repeat it because I really don't know the facts. But they had this Juneteenth march, or walk, whatever, across this walking bridge to North Shore, if you're familiar with downtown of North Shore, Chattanooga. And it really sparked my interest in researching it. So it was just really, really great. And then I think this is the first instance of a federal holiday this year, I think. Yeah, President Biden, did, I think, did it la- I think last year. Didn't know if it was, was the before. first. I first, think maybe this okay. was the second. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can only imagine what our black brothers and sisters, uh, what, what, the, what this holiday means to them, yeah. you know, and, and so we celebrate, we celebrate with them. I had a great conversation with my little girl, uh, eight year old, who I guess I've kept some of this from her and she was appalled to know that you could own another person and how yeah. that wasn't, that wouldn't be fair. That well, I'd never right. heard of June. I'd never heard of Juneteenth either yeah. and grateful to now have heard of it. Well, Timmy's, Tim, excuse me, Tim, 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 oh Timmy, gosh. whatever we want to call oh my associate pastor, news bomber, uh, had mentioned it from the stage on Sunday. It was uh, Father's Day, but he also mentioned Juneteenth, and so I had done a little bit of research. <laughs> and I'm just losing it over here. Uh, okay, so <laughs> pause, pause. Okay. So we've got a special guest in the lounge today. Dylan Jennings is Dylan here. Jennings right. is in the house. So DJ Daniel Cox is always here. Dylan is just chilling. <laughs> with us today, his first exposure to the podcast. But I've got to give context so Dylan can understand what we're talking about here. You just called Pastor Tim Newsbomber Tim Tim. Tim Tim. Now, the reason that you called Pastor Tim Newsbomber Tim Tim is because you, for your whole life, called Pastor Tim Newsbomber Timmy. We beat this dead horse, haven't we? No, no. What, what Dylan does not know about this. He's got to listen to the podcast. He does, Dylan does not know so, so you would call him Timmy. And Timmy! You, and you had never seen South Park. Didn't seem to that, never seen that, it, didn't know it. That horrendous cartoon. Horrendous. But, but in this cartoon, they very... They don't call un- him Tim Tim, do they? Untastefully would make fun of a handicapped boy. And, and he, would, he would yell his name. Timmy! His own name. And he would yell it just like you called Timmy. So folks that were listening to the podcast, when we interviewed, when we interviewed Timmy the other day, folks listening to the podcast just assumed... I knew it. ...that you were like joining... The make fun of the handicapped boy in South Park, no. and you were clueless. I'm, I'm still clueless. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, so I don't know what to call. So now Tim. you've pivoted to to calling him your celebrative Timmy. Timmy. Tim. 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 Pastor Tim. Timmy. I'm terribly sorry. That Jonathan is calling bomber. you Tim. Tim. Okay. That's what I'm calling right. associate pastor. But he. Oh. Unpause now. Back okay. To what you're so saying. he had mentioned. That so I looked it up on Sunday morning because Nella was asking me okay, questions about yes. Juneteenth. So okay, Wikipedia. Great. So anyway, he had just mentioned, and but I had not read that on June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five. I just looked it up. I probably got the year wrong. I think say eighteen sixty five. That the the word of the emancipation of African Americans due to the end of the Civil War had come to them two weeks after it already happened. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was, for two weeks, they lived under the horribleness of what we saw slavery in the United States. Two weeks longer than they had to. Yeah, can you imagine? Someone would still be just excited, but someone like we just missed two weeks of our life. The, the way, well, the way the way news traveled yeah. was so different than Snapchat so, today. You so, know? And it just hit me. I don't want to make this a spiritual lesson, but when I when he said that on Sunday. I started thinking in, in preparation today in my mind of podcast, how we have been subjugated to the horribleness of sin. Yeah. And we still continually 
subject ourselves, even with the knowledge of the emancipation of what Christ did for us. Yeah, that's good. So, so it's not. It'd be like some of those African Americans sitting in 1865 on June 19th, hearing it all, saying, "Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still pretty good with slavery." Right. Yeah. So anyway, well, it's interesting, and not to take that imagery too far, but mm. um, the, the 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 war is still going on, mm. and Jesus will one day return in once and for all end the war. Then, then our freedom will be full, complete, whole, and irreversible. Now we are free, uh, but the flesh still wages war. So one day the war with our flesh, with the enemy, will fully, finally, wholly be over. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Galatians 5, one. Jonathan, I'm excited to jump in the sermon. Okay, well, wait, just let me say this. All right, what for you got? freedom, Christ, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Stand firm, there it is again. Stand firm. We're going to get to that. It's that's beautiful. That's why I came up. So anyways, Juneteenth, a very important thing that we should all at least think and, re- and honor what happened to this country, and hopefully that we're working our way still out of that today. Help us, Lord. JV, let's come back in just a minute. Look forward to it. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at real life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. All right, so we're back. Um, I'm Not only did I miss podcast for two weeks, I missed church for two weeks. Now, when I say miss church, I only I listen to the sermon and probably most of the service itself. Um, so this week, I felt like a fish out of water. I mean, I just like I'd find a new seat, and I'd like saw people, and like, hey, how are you? So anyway, so when you stood up on second service, I went to the ten o'clock, and you had your intro, which was very inviting. I, I, I did. I, I thought I understood it. So oh, yeah. no, but no, I started thinking about. It. Now I understand after our talk. Yeah. That you had. Now listen to this. If you've ever preached, or you've given a speech, or something like that, and if you've prepared, and you've prepared, and you prepared, you know, especially when you preach. You and Timmy, Tim, Tim, whatever his name is, <laughs> talked about this recently. Oh, on the podcast you did. You said one of the probably the biggest thing that he's realized is that he doesn't have to prepare a sermon all week. And as Sunday gets closer, it's looming. It's good loom, but it's still looming. And the, yeah. the weight of what you've got to get out and you're prepared, but say it clearly. And for you, you said it hit you that you were going to preach on Philippians 1. You had this beautiful outline in your in your mind. And I that, woke up Friday morning. <laughs> Friday morning, I'm laying in bed. Because I'm preaching through the book of Luke. And I thought, uh, you know, I'll, I'm going to do a different Father's Day message. Just do something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave dads out. I've done a special Mother's Day message. So let me do a special Father's Day message. So I took a pause for a week on the book of Luke. Well, so then i got to figure out, okay, what text am I going to preach? So, you know, you're praying. You're thinking about it throughout the week. And Friday morning, I wake up. And the first thought in my head was Philippians 1.6. Yes. And then I'm, I'm literally, I'm laying in bed, and then it's like the outline just opens up in my mind. 
And I'm like, oh my goodness, the Lord just wrote the sermon in my head, you know? I mean, the structure of it. I get you. And I was so fired up to sit down in the study, and I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday morning that I sit down in the study, and I open up my my preaching Bible. And there's that beautiful outline. <laughs> it's The outline was written. I was kind of wondering, how did that come so easily to me? Well, I had preached that exact outline on Father's Day the year before. That's why it sounded so good. That's why I was, you know, that's where it came from. You know, it's kind of like wearing the same clothes Sunday after Sunday. Rachel says, you know you wore that last Sunday. I was like, ain't nobody going to remember oh, unless were, they take a picture no, of it. you the coat every you, Sunday. You, you, might, same coat you every might have been able to do that sermon. People probably would not have remembered. Just like that. Well, but. they wouldn't have been. Here's what my mother-in-law does. <laughs> my mother-in-law will write down, she doesn't go to real life, but she told me this about her old pastor. She'll write down the sermon outline and the name of the preacher and the date that he preaches it in her Bible. So like our pastor growing up, who's now with the Lord Jesus, he'd be 100 years old right now. Um, she had like three different instances that he had preached the same outline, you know. And, and uh, the joke that you you said actually was John David's. Because I had two people had from... Had he told that joke before? Hank... Hank uh, oh, that's funny. Hank, Hank Dark. Hank Dark and Marilyn were behind me and they were saying... They reached out. That's what John David's joke was all the time. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The preacher joke about, well, if you haven't heard it, listen to the podcast. Anyway. JB, so, what you got? Philippians 1. I can't wait to hear it next Father's Day. Yeah. So you don't even have to prepare. But there can't be any worse sinking feeling than here you are on Saturday morning, ready to roll, and it's like, yeah. I got to reboot. So you picked, yeah. or God picked through you, First yeah. Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 kind of a mini powerful nutshell sermon in and of itself. Yeah. Like five commands, I think, uh, four commands maybe, and a, and a beautiful understanding of the paradigm of which those commands were given. Yeah. So my question to you, first of all, is <laughs> we know the timing you had to do it in now. Yeah. Well, why did you pick 1 Corinthians 16, 13? Yeah, well, this was, you know, I'd, I'd take my boys on these rite of passage man trips. So this was the verse that I focused on. These are the two verses that I focused on with Jack when I took him um, a few years ago, took him to the Oregon coast, and we just camped out in this text. So as I was just thinking about a special message for dads, dudes, this was the text that came to my mind. And I would say, can I can I say that maybe it had in it the third really strong command. Oh, yeah, act like men. Act like men. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And that probably is what kind of magnetize you to this verse. Absolutely. And so in your study or in your thoughts or in your meditations, maybe you read a commentary on it. I've read a couple today. Um, it's a really interesting word. It's actually a word. It's not three words. Um, it's really a word. And how many times it's used in the New Testament other than this? Zero. It's the only time this word is used in the whole New Testament, and I'm gonna, I am going to get to a question. Even further, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is, you know, there's a word for man, a general word for a human being, anthrop- anthropos, anthropos. But this is not that word. This comes from narrow, which means to be a man, as opposed to not being a man, which is a woman. And um, I will tell you how you handled the transgendered issue mm. was just beautiful. And how you rope that into one of our core values of grace and truth and relate. Did you hear that, DJ Daniel Cox? I got a core value. <laughs> grace and truth in relationships. And I just, I will say, and that's my, my 
my oh, son, Max, funny. that how you hit that and how you actually set us up for it. You know, you talk about the amens and no amens. It was just really beautiful because this word in this society that we live in, it's just tough sometimes for people to swallow, considering if you look at 1 Corinthians 1, who he was writing this to. This is not Ephesians 6 where he says to the women, to the children, to the slaves, to the men. He's writing this to everybody, and as he's writing this to everybody, including women and to children, he's saying... Be a man, and dridzo. So anyway, you're you're taking. I know you already had a take on it because we heard it, um, but I just I just thought it was very interesting. I study this a lot. Tell it, well, to give us more of your the overflow of your study on this. Well, thank you, thank you for the encouragement. Uh, just uh, it was just it was just gorgeous how you did it. I'm not kidding. It's just really it's such an important issue today. Yeah. Because yeah. our kids talk about this all the yeah, time. They yeah. got a uh, life, the game life. You know the little turning yeah, thing. Yeah. Where well, there's one on uh, Switch. Nintendo Switch, okay, okay. and now they have a man, a woman, and a, somebody that's not a man or a woman. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's you can have homosexual marriages, or you don't have in to the, in the game of in the board game of life. Yeah. No, well, in the in the electronic in the old, game, yeah. digital. Well, Dylan game. and Dylan and I were at coffee earlier, yeah. and I said, "Hey, I got a hard stop at three recording the podcast." I said, yeah. "Hey, why don't you why don't you come?" But we were talking about this very thing, mm-hmm. and it's been a burden on my heart really all year, right? Probably before twenty twenty two. But to, but to have a really clear word for our congregation on the issues of sexuality and gender, um, you know, the concept the world will disciple us if, if we don't let Jesus disciple us. And, and so the church has to have a clear word about um, kind of the, the dominant narratives in the culture. Um, but it, the, the issues are so complex what I told Dylan over coffee is that I haven't, um, we haven't, as I've preached through books of the Bible, we haven't come to a text that lended itself to addressing those things straight out of the text. Um, and, and I haven't taken the time to develop a series unique for those things because the issues are so complex and sensitive that, I think one of the big errors that the church has made in the past is how they spoke to these issues. Um, and so I just, I like, I haven't wanted to do a shoddy job with it. And, and frankly, I'm immensely encouraged by your words, but I didn't feel great about the presentation. And namely, because I think I spoke to it in a definitive way. Without having the nece- without having the necessary time to develop the context, to have some nuance, to have to have yes, and to you know Charles Spurgeon once said, "Every good sermon needs a good follow up sermon." Mm-hmm. You know, well, this I mean, this I mean, we there's more than a sermon that needs to be said on these issues. So I, you know, I, I told Dylan I received more encouragement about this message than any message I've preached at real life, and I think it's because our people are so. Uh, inundated with godless narratives that they've needed to hear a clear word from the scripture on it. I mean, just to steady them in this culture that like crashes up up against the rocks and tries to get us not to stand firm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, thank you, brother. Church, pray for me. Pray for us as a church. 
Um, we want to be really, really faithful to equip the church on these pressing issues. We don't want to make every sermon about these issues. Uh, and we want to strike the balance of, as you said, grace and truth. So I'm, I'm encouraged that you were encouraged. And so tell us about your study on this word. Gosh, I don't know where to start. Like and I don't, I don't know. Just give us the nuggets. What's the, the, the nugget is, so I listened to, I listened to the Bible project. We've talked about the Bible project. I listen to their podcasts, not necessarily when they come out, but I go back during series. I'm listening. I've just almost finished a 14 episode on the Sabbath, which is like over and inundated <laughs> with information. I'll never understand what they talk about half the time. But Tim, who is the, one of the guys, Tim Mackey, Tim Mackey, correct. Uh, he's just word hyperlink. So if you've ever clicked on something on your emails, it's like this underline, like an you know, like an email address. That's called a hyperlink. So it's actually just redirecting you somewhere. So he always uses this when he studies a word or a set of scriptures. He'll say, "Well, we're over here in Psalms, but this is hyperlinking back to Exodus, or it's hyperlinking over to James." And so when I read this, I I'm, I've taught First Corinthians, so I'm sure I've taught this. But when I heard this, was just Joshua one all the way through. Was this, but this act like men, you know? And so you read it, it talks a lot about courage and stuff. But I was just interested, Freddie, just to see why did he use that? He could have used the word courage. And why did he use this word? Only time he's ever used it in the New Testament. So what did you come up with? I don't know that I have a great answer. Here's the only thing I I had to go to a meeting, I was not expecting this morning. And I was thinking about these four commands. They're very succinct, they're commands. It's by by them not having a subject, they're commands. Watch. Stand firm. Yeah. Be men. Be strong. Yep. You know, it's kind of like a coach on the side of a, of a football a football game where he's screaming to his thing. Get this. Do this. Do this. Do this. They're very succinct, and then you've got this beautifulness of the last. But let all that you do be done in love. It's yeah. kind of like the backdrop, the paradigm yeah. of how we are to be watchful, yes. to be alert. Yes. How we are to stand firm in the faith, act like men, and yeah. and be strong. This strong is not dunamis, by the way. Um, this strong is a different word than we get the word like in Ephesians 6, you know, be strong in the Lord. That's the dunamis dynamite word. This is a completely different word, which is also very intriguing because most of the time he uses this word dunamis. So that's why I, I haven't had enough study to think about this. But the hyperlink took me back to Joshua 1, not just because I preached it on January the 2nd that we were just talking to with Dylan, um, but it is this thing of why did he use this? These are very military. If you look at Ephesians 6, the the, the armor of God. Mm-hmm. It's a very military thing. So I'd spent a little time today. I taught Latin, so I had to teach Roman military stuff and all that. And so I went back to that. And this is very, almost an old military. You, you're alert. You stand firm. I mean, you did a beautiful job with the, I did second service about the, you got to get down. You got to use your core. Yeah. You can't just stand there. Flim- I mean, you've got to be ready for someone yeah. to be ready to come hit you. Yeah. Um, and then he uses this word, be a man. Some say play like a man or quit like a man. Not quit as in quit stop, but quit like something different. And so I just thought it was intriguing that we are. And if you say in this culture, when Paul was writing this, I think one of the professions that a man was going to do that women could not do, which is probably several of the time, was being a soldier in a way that you are set there and you're going to face the risk and challenges and you're not going to back down. Not that women can't do that, but he is commanding. Paul was commanding the church at Corinth, who had factions and problems. He was saying, you need to be alert. 
you need to stand firm and dig in. You need to be be like a man and courageous, face the risk, and be strong. Yeah. Be strengthened in his yeah. strength. Yeah. Can I finish yeah. Ephesians 3.16? Ephesians 3.16, this is another another Pauline letter. Ephesians 3.16. Ephesians 6 has a lot to do with power, but Ephesians 3.16 says, uh, not 3.16, sorry. It is 3. Um, it is 3. While you're looking it up, yeah. I, I think what, just even reflecting upon it right now with you, I'm so thankful for how relevant God's Word is. You know, I just think about this as an ancient letter written to one of the early churches. And, I, you know, the simple command to act like men, how relevant that is for this unique moment in society. And I just think the goodness of God uh, for there to be a letter that was written to one of the early churches that today, I mean, I mean, Jonathan, you don't get any closer to the center of the bullseye of our cultural moment for men to hear the exhortation to act like men. And the implication is, and we can know what a man is like. Like, like a man is defined. There are specific ways that a godly man needs to live and act. And so I'm just in awe of God's goodness and his providence that this letter that was written to the church at Corinth, right at the birth of the church, uh, is so close to the center of the bullseye, you know, today. I'm comforted by that because we often feel like and think like, you know, in, in, and I think in some regards it is, like that it's worse now than it ever was, you know. Certainly our country is, is visibly more polarized on issues today than it was 50, 60 years ago. Um, but thanks be to God, the church needed to hear this when it was birthed. Um and now the church is still going and thriving. So we see the beauty of Jesus' promise, of, you know, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so so the church has weathered, you know, the storm. And I read I read just the other day, like it's amazing how the how God has built the God it's something along the something along the lines of the kingdom of God, God has designed it in such a way. That the kingdom of God is dependent upon men that have proven to be so greatly unreliable. (laughs) Well, no, this is beautiful. This is Ephesians. It is 3.16, but I'll back up uh, because this was the little bit of a study that I did on this. It starts at 3.14. I'll go to 3.16. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened, same word, to be strong, Strength that we saw in First Corinthians 16. Be strengthened with power, that's dunamis, through his spirit. So every time you see this strengthened word, it's strengthened because of what God in his inherent dunamis power is giving to us. Remember the whole weakness thing you preached about the thorn in the flesh, I don't know, three or four or five weeks ago? In his weakness, we are made strong. Yeah. When we understand that we are standing firm, how are we standing firm? In the faith. Can you see if it's the same word over in Colossians 1 that I hyperlink to? <laughs> I, th- I think it is. Uh, uh, this word strengthened is only really used four times yeah. in the um, 
Yeah, so so for this purpose, 29, for this purpose, I also labor striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. Yes, and, and this is used. Um, Parse that word for us, JV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hit the wrong button. <laughs> uh, this word is actually used four times. That word to strengthen is kratiao. And um, it is Ephesians 3, 1 Corinthians 16. But guess where the other two times it's used? And Talk to used. When John the Baptist is born, and it said that he was continued to grow and become strong in spirit. Wow. And guess who else they use the same description of in Luke 2? When Jesus was born, he continued wow. to grow and become strong, yes. increasing in wisdom. Yes. So the point that I got from this, and this is what you just said it about man and how history's been built on unreliable men, <laughs> is that he's still building his kingdom yeah. on unreliable people. Yeah. Because if they're trying to will it in their own strength, look at Garden Gethsemane. What what a more courageous and brave thing than for Peter to pull out his sword and cut off the ear of the soldier, <laughs> which was completely not the strength that God was wanting. Yeah. Because Peter was trying to do it in his own mind's courageous bravery, yeah. but not in the spirit that yeah. God had given. We are to stand firm in the faith. Yeah. But if you go back to look at Ephesians 3, where it says, strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in, guess where it goes, in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the, all the saints what is his breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So I'm studying the Sabbath right now, and this is, you're talking about hyperlinks all the way through it, that the knowledge of God is the experiential of knowledge of, of expressing and understanding him and, under, you know, experiencing God. And that we are only going to be filled if we understand his love, and that is only through his power. If we are stayed in what he has said in his word, and if we are stayed in how we act and behave, mm. that's what he's saying in First Corinthians yeah. 16, yeah. Yeah. is that you've got to be alert. You've got to stand firm. Yeah. You've got to be courageous like a man and be bold. Yeah. And that is when you're going to um, understand the beautifulness. And all of that in the backdrop of, you know, but for God's love, what would we have? Well, it it you're 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 making me feel better about the illustration that I gave about Susan and me, and just that that what she needed was the strength of my love. She didn't need the fancy apartment; she needed the strength of my love. You know, for me to be strong enough to say, "Babe, I love you. We're gonna get through this. It's gonna be okay." For me to reassure her in love. Rather than me to feel like I had to fix the situation, you know. Um, I got some pushback once before years ago on that illustration. What do you, what do you think? You, felt, you, you feel like it communicated? No, I do. I do. And I think the point being here, uh, even if the tables are turned, even if Susan said, hey, Freddie, listen, listen, I appreciate you want that, but we, <laughs> we can't do that. You know, going back to the Joshua, yeah, right. Joshua one, and you go through, I'm not going through the kingdom of God in my 72 slides that I did on January 2nd, but... If you look, Josh was about to go into the land that God promised Abraham. 
which was just really kind of, it's not just a symbol, but it was going to be our rebirth here soon with the new Jerusalem in Revelation 21. But he sends and says to him over and over, be strong and courageous. Yeah. Be strong sure. and be courageous. Be strong and courageous. Yeah. But that strength and courageous word is very simple. Yeah. That you've got to put yourself in my word, in my ways, experience me yeah. in my power. And if you can root and ground yourself in that through the Spirit. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's be honest here. We're not out there trying to conquer the world. That's not what God has given us dominion to do. What God has given us dominion to do is to stop. Saw a very good friend of ours. from He's a real lifer. He said it last week. I, I'm, I get in the Word every morning, Jonathan. Because what's that thing you and Freddie say on the podcast? Da, 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 daily, deeply delighting in God. If you cannot stop and daily, deeply delight in God and read and meditate and learn and try to live it out through his power, not your own, that is what Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Be courageous because he's there before you. All you got to do is step into it. I mean, there's no application. I mean, there's tons of application to that. I hate to leave it there, but I just thought it was really, really good. So, Andrizo, be manly. Even if you're a woman, be manly. Be courageous as paul was trying to say it in so the culture good. so good brothers be encouraged jv this is good man it's great to have you back on the podcast yes let's come yes. back and wrap it up let's do it the bible says god loves a cheerful giver but man don't we have a lot of excuses for why we don't honor the lord with our money you know ministry takes money and when you give god's work is propelled forward I want to ask you to pray today. Pray and ask God to strengthen your faith, to deepen your resolve, to invest in His work, in His ministry. Worship the Lord today through your giving. Make a sacrifice. Set up recurring giving so that even when you can't be present at church, your gift is present. Simply text MISSION to 97000 to set up giving today. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Give to the Lord. Hey, it's great to be back on the podcast with you, JV. Uh, Just looking forward to dialoguing about God's Word, all that God's doing in our church. Um, We've got a pretty epic event coming up. I think it's this Sunday night. That sounds right. DJ kid Daniel Olympics. Cox. Kid Olympics. Kid Olympics. Kid Olympics. Kid Olympics. The students lead the kids, and it's a big, fun event on the land. So My kids are stoked. They're only I'm mad. So- We're meeting a, a couple from our community group. We set this <laughs> up weeks ago, three weeks ago. Didn't realize it was Kid Olympics. And Nella is ticked that we're not going to be there to watch her. So oh, wow. if you want to know, if you want to get a little glimpse of Kid Olympics, go to our webpage and go to the Real Life Kids page on our webpage, reallifesingo.com forward slash kids probably, and um, or, or hit the drop-down menu, excuse me, and uh, you'll see a picture of the gathering from Kid Olympics last year. So text mission to 97,000, get your kids signed up today for Kid Olympics. They're going to absolutely love it. All the details are on the website. Uh, you can find all the details there. And then JV, July 3rd. Speaking of freedom. Fireworks on the land. That's right. Independence Day, 4th of uh, July. A, a special real lifer uh, last year volunteered to pick up the tab on the fireworks. Sweet. Yeah. It, what's funny about that is I was at coffee with somebody that doesn't go to real life who lives out that way. And it was funny because he was they were enjoying the fireworks show. 
And uh, and he said, and it just went on and on and on. And I thought, wow, that's a lot of fireworks for a church to put on. <laughs> you know, kind of like where you're spending your money. Yeah, exactly. Like what you know, what are you doing? You Burning know, it up. <laughs> and I said, well, I said that was actually a volunteer donated that. You know, and he wanted to. Go big or go home, and so it was. It was awesome. Were you there last year? No, July. We did it July fourth last year. Yeah. This year's July third. I love that Sunday night, July third on the land, um, and uh, everybody's invited. I think they'll have hot dogs and burgers or something like that. Yeah, everybody's invited. Bring a blanket, bring a chair, bring the neighbors. July third, and then and then that opens up the fourth for everybody to do whatever they you know have planned or want to do and. Um, I love it. So thankful for this individual who wishes to remain anonymous, but uh, thankful for his generosity. Is he doing it, doing it again? He is. Oh, yes. he's, oh he's doing yeah, it again. Yeah. He called and he said, uh, hey, I've been driving around and noticing uh, some firework tents. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, are we going to do it? And I was like, I don't know. What do you think? He said, yeah, let's do it. So so here we are. Here well, there we it is. July, Sunday, July 3rd. Kindlelympics this week. Um, we still have, I know there are some teaching series that are going on now some may have already finished oh yeah, yeah. but there's a few left so i saw um emily ellis on sunday morning yeah, she's back yeah. from florida and she was so excited about teaching hers yes jesus jesus and the women i yes, believe in. Yeah. yes yes and if you haven't heard it I'm, I'll, I'll self-promote i'm very excited i'm very excited about my teaching series on the sabbath i hope i can pull it together there's so much it'll be great it'll it's be great. so wonderful it'll be great i'm so excited that you're so fired up DJ Daniel Cox kicked off his series yeah. on worship, worship. and uh, he's doing it over at the church office. So jump into as many studies as you want. It's going to be a great summer. Uh, I'm going to take some time off in July. Pastor Tim Newsbomber is going to preach in the pulpit, and you guys are going to love Pastor Timmy. He's super thoughtful, super sharp. Um, he's got a gentle demeanor. He's a godly man. You're going to be really blessed hearing Pastor Tim preach. So uh, make plans uh, to join us. Hey, can I can I tell you this? Our staff huddled up today to pray about and plan toward Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, this is a glorious moment, you know, like, to be planning for Christmas. Like, we just, it's amazing we're that far ahead. And, you know. And speaking of DJ Daniel Cox worship, um, I'll tell you what, the song that Mike Bryant sang oh, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 You're speechless. I, 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 I tell you, I was as close Daniel Cox of raising my hand in church, <laughs> but I was crying so hard I couldn't even get it up. I, I really couldn't. Face to face, just we found it on Sunday. I had we never were, heard that song. We before. were in the pool and and we found it yep. um, and played it six times on the speakers outside. The kids was like, "We got it. Can you please turn it off?" But yep. we were in tears in the pool on Sunday night. Yep. Well, Listen to that you song. know what's so powerful about that song is Mike has someone that's very, very dear to him that's battling uh, an illness. And so that song, man, it came from the deepest part of his soul. And uh, so thankful, yeah, that uh, that he led us in that song. It was a wonderful one. I loved the moment where it said, worthy, worthy, holy, holy. That just... Uh, Revelation 5 is just super, so super wonderful. Yeah, that's when Rachel and I both were in tears. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Friends, if, friends if, I, I talked to a lady at a coffee shop today. Mm-hmm. And uh, she asked what I thought about assembling again, gathering again. And she said they've not returned to worship. They don't go to real life. They go to another church. You. 
and they've not returned, you know, to worship. And I was surprised, honestly, at her question because I would have assumed that she could have given me the 10 reasons that I sought to give her as to why she ought to gather in person for worship or find a way. Um, And so maybe you're listening to this and you've not yet gathered for worship again in person. Um, God made us for the transcendence, his transcendence. And um, we believe that God will strengthen you in a unique way that you can only be strengthened in when you're in the flesh, present with God's people face-to-face, experiencing the manifested presence of God, feasting upon the transcendence of God, that you can't encounter the transcendence of God the, the way, when, when, you're, when you're alone, the way you can when you're with God's people. By God's design, the Scripture says that He inhabits the praises of His people. So God is everywhere, but He delights to manifest His presence when His people gather and sing His praises. So for the sake of your soul, gather, gather with God's people. and uh, It's quite a unique experience. I know we're not the only ones that do it, but it is quite a unique experience. Having watched it on YouTube for two weeks and then experiencing it this week, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's such a wonderful, everybody, it's level at the cross, folks. Water and on church, for our souls. And on church, on church Sunday morning, yeah. it's level at the ground. You all come and it's just watch. It's fun to watch. It's enjoyable to watch. It's humbling to praise and worship our, our Savior all together in one place. It's a great thing. JB, I out. love you, man. Love hey, it's, you. Been, it's good to be back. Is Timmy coming back next so week? Th- <laughs> so thankful for you. We'll rope him in every time. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get Dylan behind the mic <laughs> Tim, uh, Tim. next time, maybe. You know? oh, uh, DJ Daniel Cox, thanks for making us sound good over here and getting all Jonathan's belches out of the microphone. And Hey, Freddie, keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.